0: to the point that all we can think about is uh, what bad might happen. And conversely, we're not overcome with apathy or cynicism to the point where all we can think about is what's not happening. We find ourselves, as a people set apart, gripping tightly to your appropriate response in a time of cultural question and fear and certainly pandemic. And so we uh, stand on these promises of who you are, God. We stand on these promises that you are our strong tower. We stand on these promises that you are our refuge in times of trouble. We stand on the reality that you are our shelter, that you are our help ever present, that you are our hope, You are our salvation. You are our stronghold. You are our salvation. You are our great companion. You are our teacher, our Lord, our forgiver, and our friend. Amen. You are the king. And you arrived on earth to set up your kingdom in a physical way to reflect what was already happening in the heavenlies. And so we gather today, God, to say to you, uh, we give you all the glory. Help us learn how to respond in a way that announces that your kingdom is alive and well. And to be your agents of peace. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. And all God's people said, both here and online. Amen. Amen. Have a seat. Would you thank the band for leading us? Thank them, thank them. If, you are, if you're joining us live on Facebook, throw a comment up there for the band, say thank you to them. We appreciate them being with us. Hey, families, um, wonderful to be together this morning. I want to, uh, to share a few words, and then we are gonna spend a little bit of time in our groupings in prayer and uh, guiding you through a number of different prayers in hopes that maybe uh, we would illuminate through the power of the Spirit some areas in which maybe you haven't thought to be praying and interceding. Uh, Jesus uh, arrives in the moment where we pick up the story in Mark chapter four. And he says these words, how can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? And he pivots to the story we look at today as he had a new story all the time. But this one, he says in verse 31 of Mark chapter four, it is like a mustard seed planted in the ground, the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all the garden plants and it grows long branches and birds can make their nests in its shade. He goes on to say in verse 33, Uh, that Jesus used many similar stories and illustrations to teach the people as much as they could understand. In fact, it, it goes on to write in 34, in his public ministry, he never taught without using parables. But afterward, when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything to them. I want to point out just two things here to set up our prayer time and to challenge us as a body, both in person and online today. The first is this very, very simply, and if you're not with us yet in your UVersion app, get there now, this will be helpful as you make notes. The first is this, that he will teach us as much as we are willing and able to understand, but we won't understand it right now. We will have to get away to a quiet place with him, to a a removed place to fully understand what it is he's teaching us. I have a feeling that there is a sense in which Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven is like and he has a new like for us today. Certainly we can gather some realities of it from here. That the kingdom of heaven will start very, very small like a mustard seed. Almost Unsightly, almost uh, difficult to see with the naked eye. You'd have to get up so close to it to even know that it's there. But the kingdom of heaven is such that as it's planted and watered and tended to, it will grow and it will provide shelter and goodness to many. The birds will land in it. All of God's creation will enjoy it. The kingdom of heaven is planted in us. And it is up to us to cultivate that seed and to allow for it to grow. This is no time to retreat, friends. This is no time to shirk back in fear. And this is no time, and I know you've heard me say it already today, but I want to drill down on this one because I think us as a body of disciples are, are far less prone to fear and probably far more prone to apathy. Far more prone to a cynicism. A bunch of Gen Xers and millennials in the room who've, kind of think we've seen it all and would be given to say, eh. Cynicism is every bit as dangerous as fear. Continue in verse 35, the very next verses, as he's explaining everything to them about the kingdom of heaven. They're about to live out the explanation of the kingdom of heaven. They're about to experience in a living parable As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's uh, cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and they started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. Soon a fierce storm came up and high waves were breaking in the boat and began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion, comfortable. All is well in Jesus' world. It's a little bit rough out here. I think I'll find a pillow so my head doesn't get bruised. You picture that? Jesus is at rest. This doesn't catch him by surprise. This is not the first lake he's ever been on. The creation of the world, he made these waves. He created the motion of the earth that would cause these storms. He knew exactly what was going on. He had engineered every piece of it. Verse 38, the disciples uh, wake him, shouting, Teacher, don't you care? We're going to drown. Jesus, don't you care? I'm going to drown. Jesus, don't you care? I'm not going to make rent because nobody's tipping this week. Jesus, don't you care? I'm not going to pay my mortgage because I can't teach. Jesus, don't you care? I'm not going to fill in your blank. Don't you care? I'm drowning here, Jesus. Jesus wakes up and he says, Silence, be still. Jesus said it. I'm not saying that to you. Uh, Jesus says, Silence, be still. Four year olds all over the room just were shocked. Wow, he's a mean pastor. He's an angry elf. Uh... Other translations say, Peace, be still. Peace, be still. As if to say, I want to extend to you what I'm already experiencing. Here I'm laying down in the back of the boat with my head on a pillow. I want to extend to you what I experience all the time. Peace, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then he asked them, why are you afraid? you still not have faith. This is, this is uh, amazing to me. Verse 41, the disciples were absolutely terrified, it says. <laughs> he says, why are you afraid? And, it, and it, the interesting part is they don't respond to him. Well, here's why we're scared. There's wind, there's rain. It just says they were terrified. But their question is, who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey See, here's the, here's the thing, uh, friends. It will not be the wind and the waves that destroy us. It, it won't be the rent that we don't make. It won't be uh, the lacking tips that require us to leverage a credit card to make bills this month. It won't be the fear of kids in our schools Making us sick. It won't it won't be whatever those things are, the externals out there that we're afraid might hit us. It will be fear. Fear will be the takedown artist. And it will hide behind a shroud of a number of different things that motivate us. The disciples were absolutely terrified. And they asked, Who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey him. In the uh, following moments, I'm gonna invite uh, Vince and Dan, Pastor Dan to uh, join me up here if you would. Uh, in these closing moments together, we're gonna um, do some praying together. So you are in various groups and as I look around the room, I don't see anybody sitting alone. I see most of you in groups of people that you, uh, it, it would appear, chose to be with uh, or are marriedly required to sit next to. <laughs> So that's a contract. You're stuck for now. Uh, uh, We want to lead you through some prayer over these next few minutes. Um, And we want to, um, in the name of Jesus, push back the fear that is crippling those in our world. There are those in our world, your neighbors, the person who works in the cube next to you, the person you will cross paths with this week, an ex, a current, whatever it might be, who are indeed crippled by fear, and we are gonna stand in between that fear and hold it back for them. We're going to intercede for them in these closing moments. And so over the next or 15 minutes, we're going to lead through a number of prayers, and Dan and Vince and I are going to lead you in some prayers. We're going to say a quick introductory prayer, and then we're going to pray a prayer or a statement of conviction for us as a people, and then we're going to get real, real quiet. There'll be a little soft music playing in the background, and let you in your groups lift prayers up out loud on behalf of that people group. And as the Holy Spirit brings names to your mind, give names to it. Let's push back the power of the enemy who wants to say, I can grip you with fear. This external, I might not be able to take you down with, but I could take you down with fear. And we're going to stand in between that as a people and say, not on our watch. We rise up with the power of a risen Savior. And we're just going to pray on behalf. And if you are struggling with apathy, it I trust will be broken in these moments as we are pushed back to stand in the gap for others. If you are being gripped with fear in these moments the thought of taking our eyes off self for just a few moments and interceding on the behalf of others will help us set ourselves right back with God yet again. So we're going to say these prayers, they're brief and then we're going to pause and my hope, my prayer, my exhortation to us is that we would hear prayers rising all over the room. If you're joining us on Facebook Live, type those prayers into the comments so that we can pray with you, okay? God, we confess we have treated this pandemic very selfishly. We have hoarded and we have retreated from community. We have thought often of only ourselves. May we who are merely inconvenienced, remember those whose lives are at stake. Let us pray now for those whose lives are at stake. God, we pray for the weak in our midst. God, we pray for the elderly in our midst. We pray for those in retirement homes who are encircled with other elderly friends and on lockdown and unable to go anywhere. God, we pray for the youngest in our midst. God, we pray for those with asthma. God, I think of Terry and Eleanor right now as they struggle to stay healthy.
1: God, we are quick to forget those in our neighborhood and in our church who live life at a much higher risk than most. Whether that be health risk, uh, whether that be economic risk, so that the hiccups of this economy uh, hurt them at a dis- more disproportionate level than ourselves, those who are at a risk of mobility and can't compete in the with those who are out buying and purchasing. God, I pray that uh, that we remember we remember our neighbors, we remember those who 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 are unable to or are at a higher risk, uh, unable to care for themselves. May we who have no risk factors, remember those who are most vulnerable.
0: God, for those who work in the medical community, for those who are touching patients all week long, protect them from the spread of this virus. God, for school teachers in our midst, who their immune systems will be lessened in this time protect them more. For those who
1: need a touch from the body and the heart. For those who need provision. For those who need a hand reached out and call
2: Father, there are so many people that we know personally. That are probably more afraid of not being able to pay their bills right now or their rent or their mortgage than they are of even getting sick father their livelihood is dependent upon being interactive with the public so father may we who have the luxury of working from home remember those who must choose between preserving their health or making their rent father let us be mindful in this time of other people's situations let us pray
0: got for uh, servers, uh, for table-waiters, got for Uber drivers. Uh,
1: those who are now on for
0: for those whose hours will be cut yeah. in the next few weeks because business slows. With the business I think of um, those people even who like, work at Home Depot as home projects might yeah. slow to a halt. Uh, pray for them. got I confess god i confess i have not thought of my elderly neighbor this week i have not acted in the way of a missionary may we who have acted in recent days solely in the interest of self hear the conviction of the spirit for who we should serve this day let's pray
1: Heavenly Father, we pause now, interceding for parents, as they carry a heavy burden in the midst of this crisis. Uh, Many protecting their kids who know nothing about what's happening. Uh, Those who uh, now, with schools closing, must find alternative ways to get to work or care for their children. May we who have the flexibility to care for our children when schools close remember those who have no options.
2: Father, I think now, especially of those with roommates, those living in halfway homes, group homes, or in households where there might be domestic violence, and this pandemic extends their stay in these particular situations and circumstances. May we who have to cancel our trips remember those that have no safe place to go.
1: give their
0: life to give these people a better life. Jesus, you said a lot in your teachings about how our love for money would be our undoing. How having an abundance of money makes the kingdom a very difficult place to live. May we who are losing our margin money in this economic crisis remember those who never had margin at all.
1: God, only a week ago, the homeless were sleeping in this very building. The weather was mild and the skies were clear, but tonight, as it rains, they're back out on the streets and don't have a place to live, a place to stay. May we who settle for a quarantine at home remember those who have no home. Father, I pray for those who need shelter and access to.